Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Yeah, sorry, because we had some technical issues. Yeah, we lost the the back hour and a half. Mm, good for everyone, probably. <laughs> well, I mean, truthfully, I've got it now to where I could... It sounds okay now. I'm, it's not for anybody to hear. I could if people if someone really wants to hear it, we could do a Thursday bonus. You get an hour and a half of our drunken political ramblings. Not good. <laughs> I like how Matt M and P tried to guess what the secret word was. He wasn't far off. No, he said McDoodoos. McDoodoos, but the secret word originally was Oh fuck, I can't remember, but we went And then we us, ruined it. Well we're, we're so, this is how stupid we are. <laughs> <laughs> this is how stupid we are. You pointed out that by me saying there's a secret word at the end of the show gives away the fact that there's a word, a secret word at the end of the show. And then in the same intro, we said, well, here's what we'll do. We'll record a new secret word and we'll put that at the end. So now you have to tell us that new word, which is just as much of a giveaway because <laughs> we were that fucking dumb. So I don't remember what the original secret word was. I do remember that the second secret word was vaginal hubris. <laughs> The McDoodas was close to the first one, though. Not as close to vaginal hubris. <laughs> That's true. But uh, this week's show is fun. It's it's a shorter one, or at least shorter than some of them have been. And uh, we got to revisit Mick Schmear. That was a lot of fun. We learned a lot about Mick Schmear's home life on this one. And uh, covered <laughs> all kinds of territory. And uh, believe it or not, we watched Beethoven's Second. Mm, Charles Grodin's finest work. A good film about a St. Bernard and his uh, St. Bernard girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Chris Penn is in it. Yes, she is. Bonnie, uh, <clears throat> Bonnie, the wife Oh, of Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. A Bonnie very funny Hunt. lady. Bonnie Hunt is in it. You got Rice and the other kids. <laughs> we don't know their names. <laughs> and uh, Hyde from that 70s show <laughs> cool earring there's lots of cool shit and at some point you see a St. Bernard literally take down a uh, porch that overlooks a lake deck because mm-hmm. that could happen it could happen yeah. it happened in Jaws 3 and it happened in Beethoven didn't 2 didn't it happen in Piranha the Pro- new one probably mm-hmm. probably so we watched that we uh, had some Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. twas a show <laughs> yeah wait till you hear about the, we got some great sports highlights from a new sporting event I'll just leave that there <laughs> Apologies um, if anybody's offended by that. But <laughs> I'm not apologizing good for it. It's the world we live in now. Yeah, that's true. Well, <clears throat> hopefully if the hotel boycotts go well, something will change. <laughs> they won't. Anywho. It's, it's funny how that goes hand in hand with the Chick-fil-A boycotts. It's like fucking... It's not the same thing. I don't know what Chick-fil-A would have to do for me to not eat their, their product. I'd have to find out that, like... It's like the Hugo Boss thing from all those years, all those, yeah. all those episodes well, ago. Well, I suppose like if you found out like Chick-fil-A's are like a hotbed for like pedo porn in the basement. Yeah. That'd be a good way to... If they had supplied weapons in Rwanda or something like that. Yeah. Or if they were putting, you know, heroin in their food. That would probably not <laughs> per- assuage me or persuade me from eating their product. What if Chick-fil-A was like in support of like child brides? <laughs> they might be. Uh, it is Georgia. <laughs> and in fact, there's like a current debate in the Georgia like House or Senate or legislature period to raise the um, marriage age from 16 to 17. It's like, uh, fucking, it's no wonder fucking Hollywood's threatening to leave over the abortion bill. We've got hillbillies running the state who are arguing whether or not 16 or 17 is the appropriate age for a girl to marry. <clears throat> Neither. <laughs> How about that? Neither. Dumb bitches. I, yeah, no, I like that. The same people that are going to argue uh, for preserving life and 
you know, banning yeah. abortion are totally cool with their 16-year-old daughter marrying a pervert. <laughs> That's Georgia. <laughs> you know, people, Love the South. People make fun of Louisiana and Alabama and Mississippi and Florida definitely gets shit on. And I think because we have the film industry here now and we're kind of purple sometimes politically, people kind of give Georgia a pass. It's like, well, look a little further. Pump the brakes. Look a little further. Our, our legislature is actively trying to basically ban abortion and they're arguing over what child age is appropriate for women to get married to perverted old men. We're, we're not fucking... Like, there's a, they, they were, there is a term out there, self-hating Jews. It's like, I'm kind of a self-hating Southerner. I think it's self-deprecating. Well, it is self-hating. <laughs> there's a term like self-hating Jews and, and I, I've thought about that in relation to me before. Like, I'm kind of a self, self-hating Southerner because it's like I look around like, fuck... Can we stop electing dumb hillbillies to run this state, maybe? Just for, like, a couple of years? I like this. It's, well, I'll wrap it up with Larry David in one of his very early episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm was humming Wagner. <laughs> you remember this? Yeah, and the guy's like, are you humming Wagner? Do you know what that is? He's like, you're a self-hating Jew. He's like, look, I hate myself for many reasons, but being Jewish is not one of them. It's <laughs> one of my favorite lines from Curb Your Enthusiasm. All right, well, uh, anyways, this is a fun episode. We go all over the place, as per usual. Uh, Mick Schmear! Mick Schmear. <laughs> again, you know, we learned about Mick Schmear in the ring. And in this show, we learned about Mick Schmear at home. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Holla! This pod thing of ours is brought to you brought by AdamandEve.com. <laughs> Head over there and to promo code TPTO pod. <laughs> Save 50% off any one item and you'll get some other stuff too. <laughs> Three free adult DVD mystery gift and free shipping on the whole order at adamandeat.com. Two, two, Toy Story. <laughs> they don't sell Toy Story, but they do sell a porno parody. We've got the 14 inch big black deals. They don't have to be black, they could be any color too. <laughs> Maybe so pink. head over <laughs> to adamandeve.com It's TPTO pod at checkout too What do you get one more time? You get three free adult DVDs And a free mystery gift A mystery gift And free shipping on the whole order too Are you kidding me? What's happening in the film? Mm-hmm. And this is a classic. This Ooh, is a Bonnie Hunt. Love Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, this is really, I think, the greatest uh, sequel, perhaps ever, outside of. Uh, well, no, I think it's probably it. But be- this is Beethoven's second. Well, and you know that we are huge fans of doing a sequel without having done the original. Yeah, because I mean, this one stands alone. What kind of people name their daughter Rice? 
that's why we're doing this movie. Um, <laughs> you want to understand it. And, um, like, I, I imagine when they, oh, honey, I'm pregnant. That's so exciting. Uh, a couple, you know, weeks and months pass, but a bit healthy baby. Let's talk about names, you know, if it's a girl. I was thinking, um... Plantain. <laughs> mm, I feel like there's too many syllables. That's too ethnic. Too it's island. Rice. Rice. Brown rice. What's it, rice? <laughs> Debbie Mazar's in this. She's, or no, what's her name? Uh, <clears throat> well, in Goodfellas, his mm. girlfriend. Yeah, she's a stupid dog. Stupid dog. Stupid dog. Chris Penn is the little... And a Danny Masterson. That's why I wanted to watch it. Because, you know, it's the guy that is Hyde in that 70s show. Oh, yeah. He plays the little he's new, the, cool... He's the local Lake Town dirt bike rider <laughs> with skulls on his T-shirt. <laughs> he, he wore the, the under... Like, the long sleeve... Under the un, short yeah. sleeve. Yeah. Oh, God. And he has a dirt bike, so you know he's he's tough. You know he's tough and dangerous. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the I other love, thing I loved about I love the, the lack of confidence that he has in all in these movies. He's just like, I've got to sell these these odor these odor eater things. That's my point. Though. Look at the size of their house, and the man is, is the owner of a of a what do you call those things you dangle from the An car? I, yeah, but they're like not An like the, with a giant nose. Think on it. Think in, Think of terms. Think of in terms of like. Today's modern air freshener. I, this is this is actually funny. So I go to Kroger because I wanted to get just a simple can of air freshener, right? You can't do that anymore. Mm. There's like row on row of air fresheners, a million different smells, yeah, chemical smells. Mm -hmm. So you start with the Febreze because you feel like that's the that's the the brand name. They mm. are not a new sponsor, by the way. I'm just yeah. Uh, Apologies to the good people at Glade who are a sponsor. <laughs> Plug it in, plug it in. That's not Glade, is it? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. It could be. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, now I'm like, I, I, I was thinking to myself, I'm looking like the jackass in the aisle because I'm over here, like, spraying each individual one and, and wafting it towards my face, just taking in the chemical viscous. Mm-hmm. Before I decided to land on one that was like basically like uh, the, the names are erroneous, just like this summer's night, winter mountain. <laughs> they don't, it's not a smell, winter, or it is a smell like fresh cut grass, and then you spray it, and it's like this smells like laundry <laughs> detergent. This doesn't smell like grass at all. If that was uh, oh, 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 are paper oh. boys a real thing? In movies, they are. I mean, are they now? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt people are reading much of the paper. And this is this is this is great. When the I love, we've already talked about the movie more than we've talked about any movie over the last ten pods. But Rice's potential boyfriend here. Look at this kid. Just a. If that guy's not gay, <laughs> he's just got that pretty boy gay look to him. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just an inherently good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, like too good looking. Yeah, like that's that showed up for Adelaide in, in 15 years. Well, you don't even have that much time now. Mm -mm. You're on the 13 year, maybe even, maybe even 12 year like, count you know, now. Kids these days, you, there's no telling what kids those days will be like. You know what I'm saying? 
are you already thinking about that? Like, what kind of... No, I don't want to say... Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way before I ask the question. But are, are you already thinking about, like, what are you going to do? That's the best-looking kid I've ever seen in yeah, my life. Yeah, I told you. Even Char- <laughs> If Charles Grodin thinks he's the best-looking kid he's ever seen in his life, you know it's true. And by the way, this is the only time he was ever nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> are you serious? Because if you're serious... <laughs> you know that's a running stick, you moron. I say that about every stupid movie with every shit actor I've ever said. I know, but for a brief moment, maybe it's the rum. For a brief moment, I thought, there's a chance. <laughs> the, day, the day he wins an Academy Award. Oh, boy. It reminds me of a line from The Office when Kevin says, or they, they were all gambling about something, mm-hmm. and and they, they throw out this ridiculous bet, and Jim says, I give you 10,000 to one. And Kevin, he's the consummate gambler, even though he's an idiot. He pops around and says, I'll take it. <laughs> and then he's doing one of those cutaway, isolate scenes. And he said, if, if anyone gives you 10,000 to one, you take it. If John Cougar Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I'm going to be a very rich man. But <laughs> 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 well, I don't know where, well, I was saying, not to sound restrictive, but are you already thinking about the rules and implications of your daughter's dating life? No? No. No, right now we're, we're mainly focused on learning to read. <laughs> you know, so I know, but I'm a worrier. Like, I, I, I think like about she hasn't even really begun to truly socialize with just, like, other girls yet. Like, she, she, gets, she gets some socialization on the playground, <clears throat> but, like, she hasn't even had much... Beethoven cut in. Huge hole in the film. What kind of regulations are in this town that you can let your 180-pound St. Bernard just roam through the park willy-nilly? Well, he, he probably gets a pass because they have the barrel. <laughs> and he can save lives. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, if I ever owned a St. Bernard, I'm putting a wooden barrel around its neck full of hot chocolate year fucking round. <laughs> we almost adopted one. I never, I never told you that. We had just gotten Legion, and we had a big backyard when we were renting that house in Brookhaven. Mm. And we went to PetSmart uh, to get Legion. Thing. He was just a pup. to get. Uh, we went to get something, probably food or something dog-related, of course. It's PetSmart. Mm. And they were. it was adoption day, and there's this beautiful two-year-old St. Bernard, and you just don't see those. Mm-hmm. She was getting the most attention. And we took her for a walk, and she, everyone, like the, the lady was like, you know, I'm not trying to say something, I'm not a salesman. She was like, she doesn't take to too many people, and she really likes you. Mm. And she, I was like, yeah, I could tell, because the dog was like on my leg. What's up? That's when I, just my smart ass, I was like, oh, really, did she tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was really attached to me. Went for a walk, and she would sit with me and nuzzle, and. So we were like, Leo's was like, maybe we should try. I mean, he could use a friend, and this is a free adoption day. And I was like, this, free do- dog, let's I was take like, it. this dog is not done growing. It's already like 120 pounds. Yeah, and we just we just like spent a you know small fortune on another dog that's going to be pretty big too. With free money, with free money. I know. But we thought about it. We we're like, they were like, so what? How do we do this if we wanted to do like a see what it's like type thing? And they're like, well, you can take her home for for one night. And we'll be back here tomorrow. And if, it, if you don't feel comfortable, you just have to sign this paperwork, yada, yada, yada. And as we're signing it to bring this, I'm getting excited. I'm like, holy shit, I'm about to have a German Shepherd 
and a Saint Bernard. Bernard. And that, those are both breeds I've long wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And uh, you must love vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's again. That's why it didn't happen. But it, as we're doing the paperwork, the lady says, "Y'all have a fence?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She was like, "How tall is the fence?" And I was like, "I don't know, three and a half, four feet." And she's like, "Oh no, we can't do this." And I was I don't like, know fence height." I was like, "Why? It's a it's a four foot fence." She's like, "This dog is is known to jump fences, and if she gets out, it it would be bad." Yada yada yada. She so. gets out. Next thing you know, some you know wealthy New Jersey whore with Chris Penn back from the grave is gonna snatch her snatch up, snatch her up, and yeah. turn her into a fur coat. We just can't can't take the risk. I miss Chris Penn. He really? might be a better actor than Sean. Sean's not really acting anymore, so. He was in something, wasn't he? He's doing little bit things here and there, but he's it's like a world traveler, philanthropist well, I type. I think the last thing I saw him in was the, the, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. That was so a good movie. What's funny about that is the sort of character he embodies in that movie is kind of who he really is now. <laughs> Just a vagabond that supports dictators and... And it interviews El Chapo? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's just like a world traveler out there doing his thing. What kind of what kind of situation is a dog part of a divorce settlement anyway? I don't know. I, I guess that's not uncommon. I don't know why she wants it so bad, because, I mean, she does to put she's screws leveraging. to him. She's leveraging, yeah. She's, she's, she's putting the screws to him. She knows how much she, he, she, he loves the dog. But you would think if he's got the kind of money that, that she's clearly after, he could just find a good attorney to, to, you know, put a restraint on her. Be like, listen, you can't have the dog. That's There's no such thing as a dog in, <laughs> in divorce. Unless you have a prenup that says otherwise, there's no such thing as dog dogs becoming an issue in divorce. You could pull the Solomon from the Bible. All right, let's cut it in half. You know, well, so long as we go down the middle, I'm good with it. <laughs> I don't want just the ass. I want <laughs> some head and some ass. Oh, man. Anything happened funny and fancy this week? Uh, no, it's been a scattered week because the old man was on vacay. Mm. So I've been... Captain of the ship. More or less. It's been like double duty around here because there was a lot to get done. So um, canceling the pod on Tuesday was a little... Brush of fresh air, as I've said before, because I, I got, uh, I got to kind of go do my own thing. I went to Wild Wings, got a two for Tuesday deal, lots of beers, cut a nice little buzz, and convinced myself going to the cigar shop was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Bought some cigars. Well, canceling Tuesday was an absolute necessity, right, for me. So yeah, you had McDoodles. It was worse. Uh, Which I, so about? I, I wish that was the word. Friday. Thursday or Friday, uh, baby wakes up in the middle of the night and she's just yakking. Just, just like you can see the sadness in her face. Like she doesn't, is she had no clue what was happening. Suddenly, it was this was irregular. Mm-hmm. She's and throwing she, up. Yeah, just, just throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. So we didn't know. We figured it upset tummy. <clears throat> Next day she seems okay. And we go to bed that night, and I, I'm in bed, and it's Saturday, and Leah wakes me up early, even though, you know, technically I sleep in that day. She's like, you have to take her. I'm, I'm miserable. And I was like, what's wrong? And then she runs, she just darts into the bathroom, and I was like, oh, boy. And she's, it's both ends, mm. you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, is this a stomach virus? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. So I, I was fine. She, she, she picked she, a bad night to toss your salad. <laughs> 
So I, you know, uh, Sunday night or Saturday night, I don't remember which, I was fine, had some cocktails, hit a little doobie. Somebody's knocking on the door. Safe sex. We're back. Sorry. Yeah, that, that dude got lucky because it's quarter to six. Normally, normally nobody's here. Yeah, he would have been uh, up the creek. That's that's for show. Yeah. Busting out your Chick-fil-A's. Yeah, I figured why not, you know. I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, you were asking me about the week. Oh, you were ta- talking about your stomach flu. Ah, yes. Long yeah. story short, you got a stomach <clears> flu. <throat> yeah, it was, it, it was really bad. Like, normally those things are like a, you know... 24 hour thing mm. and this one was just hanging on man mm. and then yesterday was the first day I ate real real good solid food and two excellent meals made up for it so but everybody in the house got it Emily was the same way mm. did y'all all eat the same thing together at some point that maybe no this wasn't food poisoning oh no we well, okay am I at risk <laughs> by you being here no <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. I don't want to find out. Yeah, I remember the first time Adelaide threw up, like, as a kid. You could see that, like, she had no recollection of what it was like to be, like, a baby and, and, you know, hurl every once in a while. Because when babies are on bottles or even baby food, they'll they'll verp every once in a while. But they don't remember that. (laughs) And so when she was, like, three and threw up in her bed, you could just see this look of, just terror and confusion and uh, discomfort in her face all at once. Like, what's happening? Why is the, why am I doing this? <laughs> I mean, not that long ago, she kept telling me her stomach hurt, and I was like, well, do you want some medicine? And, you know, I gave her, I don't remember what I gave her, but I just given her, like, Benadryl to help her sleep or something. And uh, I went to check on her, like, an hour later, and she's, She's sitting on the toilet in the bathroom with her head in her hands and her eyes shut like she went back to sleep. And I was like, are you sleeping? She's like, yeah. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what happened? She's like, I made a big doo-doo. <laughs> and I, was, and I, like, I kind of rolled her forward. I was like, yes, you did. That would explain the stomach ache. All right. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> like She was just content to sleep there for the next however long. <laughs> I was like... Let's get you cleaned up and get you back in bed. I'm glad we figured out the uh, source of the tummy ache. Yeah. But it was a wild ride, and we're back. We're back at it. We're back at it after a weird week. Glad Matt and Perth emailed. Yeah, I was glad to see he's not... uh, We didn't run him off. um, Yeah. That was... I gotta say, I'd move to Perth (laughs) tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks like a beautiful city. Yeah. Which is stunningly pretty. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's really, I mean, and, and then in the news, I mean, I don't know if you want to go right into this. We kind of touched on it a little bit, but I, I think you, you've struck some. some <laughs> you mean to just go into the bit <laughs> I made up earlier? I mean, let's hold off and talk about rice for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a interesting few days i'll give it that well just give me we may have to save sex in a second because i'm told i'm supposed to receive a phone call here in a minute but oh well that we can't have the phone call come in right in the middle of my my sales pitch that's what i'm saying for the 2019 games well we have (laughs) that's the question we should ask before we even touch on it is it is it a four-year or a two-year event (laughs) 
I don't know. We'd have to ask the Sultan. Like, how, how often are we going to do this? <laughs> what we are, of course, discussing is a very recent topic um, with the Sultan of Brunei. Which, if you think about this, there's a Sultan in the world. Yeah. Well, like, there, there's still kings and queens in the world. I can kind of understand that. But, like, a Sultan? Isn't that just a Arab type of I don't know. I guess I just king? hear... It's just like Aladdin. Yeah. You know? But... Uh. Genie, I made my wish. <laughs> I wish to be an old man, genie. Awesome in, in all the world, the universe is mine to command, <laughs> to, to control. control. <laughs> I love when he goes, "Hold a sec- hold on a second, Jafar. Aren't you forgetting something?" And then in the midst of his like, "What?" All my he goes, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> it pants him going, "Huh?" And he makes a face and everything. <laughs> He's like he turns it. T- the genie is the ultimate Mick Schmear fan. Oh! <laughs> Living space. Oh boy. How we like how the, we have like, the, like the fourth fifth Aladdin reference yeah, over the last six you just pods. Watch Aladdin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever done this, by the way. What is that, mayonnaise? Putting mayonnaise on one of my Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches. Well, why are you doing it on the grilled one? I don't know. Okay. Figure, like, I got grilled. Let's take away the, the healthy aspect of not getting the well, fries. I do the same because I add the bacon from the club and the cheese. And what I do is I put Chick-fil-A sauce on it. On, on your sandwich? Yeah. I, I got some for that reason. <clears throat> it's like... But uh, I, I like this, the packaged honey barbecue. Those are okay. They're a little tangy. I like the Chick-fil-A sauce because it's almost like a... Like a secret sauce from a burger place. It's like a chicken Frisco melt almost. It's probably not a Chick-fil-A in uh, Perth, Australia, is there? Probably not. I mean, I, there's definitely not going to be one in Buffalo. <laughs> uh, I heard that on the news today, and then Tim Andrews, who's from... Oh, safe sex. Up oh, phone call. Yeah. Yeah. WFUCK! Bam! 97.5 coming to you live from 2019's Brunei <laughs> Stoning Games. Brought to you in part by Chick fil A. Chick fil A. Come for the chicken, stay for the crucifixion. Also brought to you by the US South. US South. Hey, we'd stone them if we could too. <laughs> Let's get down to the sidelines. Let's go down the sidelines with the laugh man's down there in the gravel pit. Seeing who's coming out next, no pun intended. <laughs> I tell you, Golden Voice, they got real riled up when those two lesbians came out holding hands. Showing love to the very last minute, knowing full well what was about to happen to them. Oh, let's go to the Chick-fil-A replay. Yeah, look, right there, you're going to see the... It looks like the corner end of a cinder block. They're getting real, real... Sorry. <laughs> this is so fucked up. <laughs> They're getting real inventive with their stone choices down here. I like to personally bag up tiny rock pebbles from a local local creek. But, uh, yeah, that cinder block, when it when it hit the side of that jaw, that was all she wrote. Let's go now to conference boat person, Mike Pence. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sleeping through the gay stonings, Mike Pence. No surprise there. There's a, there's a bit far removed from gay conversion therapy. Just gay elimination. Think about this, though. Anyways, all you Hollywood celebs keep boycotting them hotels. 
That's my favorite thing. I keep seeing people sharing all the hotels that the Sultan of Brunei owns. Don't stay at these hotels. And like mm. one of them's like the villa at um, at uh, Amalfi Coast, Italy. It's like, yeah, I'll put that on my don't stay there list. Yeah, because I wasn't. I was going to be booking a room next weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're going to share these lists, share them with the super wealthy people who might potentially stay at one of these places. Uh, the hipsters that follow you on Instagram are not are not any of those people. <laughs> the only the only time that some of the normal means would be in a position to turn that down <laughs> would be if they won it on Jeopardy <laughs> or Wheel of Fortune. You're going to be staying at the villa. Right there on the Napoli, or what is it? Amalfi, Amalfi Coast. Coast. Excuse You're going me. to the Sultan of Brunei Palace. You get uh, front row seats to the next public gay stoning. Pat Sajak, I, I'm going to hard pass. I'll take half that car, though. <laughs> Second prize is uh, uh, the guest room at the vice presidential estate. All right, no, I'll do the Sultan of Brunei thing. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> You've got a weekend pass to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> oh, do, do I have to be the winner? <laughs> give it to the give it to him. He was close to the word before. <laughs> he was close to the answer before I was. He was on, he was on the right track. If anything, I got to the right answer based on his sort of half wrong answer. I do wonder if someone goes to Mar-a-Lago, and they're just—it's like for a wedding. <laughs> right, and they're a virulent anti-Trump, but they're also like the mother of the bride. Yeah, and the bride fucking chose Mar-a-Lago. I like. I saw somebody today. They were in Trump Tower, and they're like, they're like, Trump Tower's been described as classy. I suppose classy is true if classy means it looks like it was decorated by a Persian whore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, a Persian whore who suddenly came into money. <laughs> Trump Tower, man. <laughs> she was standing in the lobby when she said it, and it's just, everything's gold, everything. It's the most gaudy looking fuck. Looks like someone's great aunt that smokes Virginia Slims decorated it. <laughs> we'll do gold everything and leopard print furniture. <laughs> And I need lots of dangly purple and magenta jewels hanging from the lampshades. Have you ever been to Trump's in uh, Vegas? No. Yeah, me neither. It's like a giant gold bar. Yeah. Uh, Emily stayed there and said that... It's probably the idea. It was like they, all the gift shops. Mm -hmm. It's just MAGA shit. They don't even... like Whatever they sold before, who knows, probably... The same, the same stuff that just said Trump instead of MAGA. Right. But it was like, it was MAGA heaven. I bet. And I was like, man, that would just suck. If like you, hey, there's no rooms except for Trump. Well, fuck. Hey, buddy, I'm getting married in Vegas this weekend. Can you make it out? <laughs> yeah, let me check hotel availability. <laughs> Shit, man, there's a lot going on in Vegas this weekend. Like, everything's booked. Yeah, I know. Everything is pretty much booked up, except there's lots of rooms available at Trump Tower, bro. <laughs> oh. Listen, I know you're my brother, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I know it. I'm in the wedding, but... Um... I know I told you I'd be your best man, but <laughs> there's just no way. There's just no way. There's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I personally wouldn't do it. I mean, Did I you see the viral video about the... There's a girl that works in some sort of office that's in charge of, like, not national security, but, like, document security, something to that effect. Or not, no, uh, security clearances. Okay. It's a nonpartisan office. It has nothing to do with parties. 
this is a it's not it's not elected it's not appointed it's just it's the office sort of adjacent to the White House that sort of oversees the paperwork for um, security clearances. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing political about the people that work there. And the girl in the story apparently has worked in this office like through multiple administrations, both left and right. And she's the one who initially sort of raised the red flag that all of the Trump family security clearances were kind oh, of yeah. shady. Yeah. Come to find out, she's a dwarf. She has dwarfism. Okay. And Didn't it little people? Yeah. Well, no, dwarf is the term okay. for people with dwarfism. Okay. Um, little person is like a blanket term. Got but anyways, it. you come to find out her boss, his last name's Klein, he's a big Trump guy. Okay. And he's kind of pissed at her for raising red flags for the Jared Kushner and Ivanka There's like 21 clearance. other people, I too. know. So to punish her... He starts putting everything out of her reach. Oh, <laughs> that's so shittily clever and terrible. And also, it sounds exactly like what you would expect something of a Trump supporter. <laughs> putting everything out of her reach. And on top of that, so he gave her, on top of that, he gave you know, before that, like he gave her two weeks of like suspension, no pay, as a slap on the wrist for for bringing this to the public's awareness. And then when she came back to work, everything that she needed was out of her reach. It's like what a. I was like, what does Trump always say? We only hire the best, the most classy. Well, I was going to say, did he hire this person? No, but it just goes to show, like, fucking Trump supporters. Just dick, one dickhead after another. <laughs> this, 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 you know, woman who's probably in her 30s or 40s who's just doing her job and went, hey, we're not supposed to just give clearances out like they're fucking mints at a hotel. <laughs> and he's like, hey, how dare you question, you know, our dear leader. Put your fucking coffee mug on the top of the file cabinet. Oh. While we're doing the classic every time Trump shit, <laughs> he has a at Mar a Lago, he held up a sign that said 2018 and 19 are both club champion. Mm-hmm. He didn't play in any of, any of these tournaments. <laughs> but what happened was he had challenged the winner of the actual tournament to nine holes and apparently cheated his ass off and mm-hmm. said he won that. So he just went ahead and took the title of club champion. And they were saying, this is across the board. How much he cheats at the game of golf? Is this from that book? I don't. What book? There's a book that was that came out this week um, about Trump. It's and it's entirely about him cheating at golf. And and the guy that wrote Must the be. the guy that wrote the book even went to the Mar-a-Lago staff and asked if Donald Trump cheats, and they all laugh and say no. And he's like, I couldn't figure out why they were laughing. Then it dawned on me, he doesn't cheat. They cheat for him. <laughs> And then once he and once he said that, he was like, "Oh, I get it. He doesn't cheat, but you guys are moving the ball." And, like, and then they all started laughing. And one of them said, "Yeah, like he never hits from the rough. If it goes into the rough, he just kicks it into the water and puts a new ball in the green and then moves. Like he doesn't <laughs> even play close to the rules, whatsoever." And somebody wrote an entire book about it. And to sort of uh, uh, advertise the book, he's challenged him to eighteen holes, and it's something like you know. 200k to your favorite charity or mine sort of thing. He's like, if I win, you got to give my charity money and vice versa. He ain't doing it. And the guy was like, and I know I'll win because according to his staff, he's never played a legitimate game of golf ever. (laughs) (laughs) Just, oh, that one's in the water? Well, that's a gimme. Like, it's like that old commercial. Gimme. Gimme. That's a gimme. 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 Mm. Like what? What? Of course, he has a bloated ego. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't even like when he's just playing golf alone. He doesn't even play by the rules well, of that, the game. Maybe it's like the part of the. It's like the associate. It has to be that book, or at least something about it. That I read the article because mm. they were saying, 
this is the kind of phenomenon you see with your your um, cult leader or cult kind of like status. Jim Jones. Well, not, I was thinking, <laughs> I meant uh, cult of personality. Yeah. Where like Kim Jong-un says he once shot uh, like a perfect 32. Uh, he had, he, yeah. he, he hole in one every hole and they believe it. Oh, I would love it if, if, if Trump like made some claim like he could shoot threes on Obama all day. <laughs> Just something ridiculous like that. Like if I, I never played basketball, if I was to play basketball against the former president, I have no doubt that I could dunk on his ass all day. <laughs> it's like, oh well, you no, man. Can we like, set this up? <laughs> can we organize this? <laughs> well well you, apparently the- Trump responded to this dude's challenge because in his challenge he said the golf game cannot be at your golf course where you cheat. Mm-hmm. And Trump's response was, I'll only do it if we do it at Mar-a-Lago. And he's like, are you are you retarded? Like, <laughs> that's exactly what I said we couldn't do. <laughs> and then, you know, he comes out and says that windmills aren't good for power because the wind doesn't always blow. And it's like, yes, he is retarded. Thank you. We figured that out. <laughs> well, that wasn't even the dumbest thing. I know. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. But it's one of those things where it's like, how can you be so stupid and be so wealthy at the same time? Because he didn't work for it. <laughs> I mean, given well, you know. I mean, winds, windmills are bad because when the wind's not blowing, there's no power. I've been watching so many people on Facebook argue this and say, just in plain, plainest terms, like, you moron. Windmills harness power. <laughs> so even if the wind's not blowing, it's stored what power it gathered the last time it did. <laughs> That's how windmills work. You dumb MAGA bastard. <laughs> Because there's, there's hillbillies on there, like, oh, because. Oh. See, the golf thing is a good indication of what I'm. We've both not really touched on when we shit on him. Mm. I, he doesn't think he cheats because in his mind he doesn't cheat. Yeah. He plays the game of golf the way he's always played it, which is someone pettering to every fucking whim, <laughs> right? Someone kicking his ball out, mm. telling him that when you hit into the water, you don't lose a stroke, you actually just move it. Up to 15 feet from the hole. Mr. President, this is a par four, and you did it in two. <laughs> this is unheard of. Right, so when he panders the the lies about everything, yeah. like, when they do the, uh, some of the publications and news services do, like, President lied 48 times yesterday. <laughs> they count up all the lies, and they've added up all the lies. It's up to, like, 80,000. Yeah. And it's like, to him, they're not lies. I just don't think he's... A, I think people think that Donald's somewhat intelligent. And I'm just getting into the point where I don't think... I really think there's a small baby child in there. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Someone that was coddled. Yeah. Had everything. Like an entitled and, t-baller and, who's like, mom has done everything for him. Right. But he never and, left the t-ball he, team. And he's, not, and he's not actually good, but his parents just kind of insist that the coach cut him some slack and... And they're constantly coming to his but defense. When they, right, but over time that becomes like, well, maybe I, I am that good. <laughs> I'm, I'm that good at golf. <laughs> no. I can't believe how good I am at golf. And also, you're not an expert on fucking wind power or solar. <laughs> I don't think you're an expert at anything. Yeah, you're nothing. No, I watched old... If co- anything, you're an expert at McDonald's and welcome <laughs> to the club. <laughs> That's like the one thing we could share in common. It's like... Yeah, yeah, we both have a problem with the McDonald's. president wants to have lunch with the this pod thing of ours cast. <laughs> well, we have to go. <laughs> it's going to be a fast food meal. We know that. 
We get there, like, Mr. President, we really want to limit the conversation because we disagree with you vehemently on pretty much everything because we think you're a buffoon. That said, I love the spread here. If we could limit the conversation to uh, fast food and your experience with porn stars, not from like a, we're going to take it and, and make fun of you on the radio later, but just genuinely curious, like what a porn star titties taste like. Let's just limit it to those two things. And I think we'll have a good conversation. Laugh man's dying to know if you put it in the butt. No. Stormy would have told us. She would have told us about that. She's in that 2018 Avian Award thing briefly. Stormy? Yeah, she wasn't a presenter or anything, but they did a... They do like behind the scenes stuff. You'd have to watch it. It's fun. It's a. It's well produced. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'll watch it. It's got to be properly timed. Well, I don't think I want to have like a... It's not a Saturday morning viewing. Yeah. <laughs> But I watched it yesterday, and I as I was watching, Ari Spears was the host. That guy's still around? The, the AV, that's, this is what I'm getting at. The AVN struggles to find a famous, air quote, comedian, air quote, to host their show every year. He was it this year. The guy who did it last year, I've never seen in anything other than, oh, fuck, he's in, he's in that movie with Kevin Hart and Josh Gad where he... He like hires a best man from a couple of years ago. It's the only movie I've ever seen this dude in, and he hosted it in 2017. Hired a best man. I can't think of the the name of it, but anyways, I'm watching it. And I'm just thinking like we don't have to get that famous to to attain AVN host status. Like the jokes weren't that good, you know. And I'm just thinking like we could do so much better than the last two hosts I've seen host this if we co-hosted it. <laughs> I'd freeze up. Just so many tits and ass just walking around. I don't think so. I think, I think you know, you, we get a little bit of white in us, a little bit of brown. <laughs> Let me say this is so fun. Because the, the listener's definitely thinking that it looks like a scene from Blow in here. Well, the listeners just need to know that white is vodka and brown is any brown liquor. <laughs> Today, brown for me is rum. Well, you actually did a, a double, a halfsies. Oh, yeah, I had some clear rums, too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they don't sell good mini tequilas. Um, and they do. They just charge too much for them. Well, yeah, like Casamigos has mini tequilas, but they're three dollars a piece. I'm like, fuck that. The Captain Morgan rums are a dollar. Casamigos at three dollars a shot is actually a relatively good deal because you it, think if you go out to a, anywhere and mm-hmm. get a fifty mil pour, which yeah. you won't, yeah, you'll you're what nine ninety nine. Mm. I mean, I'm the guy that takes. We've talked about this. I, I take minis. It, on the rare, and I mean like rare night that I go out with people to visit a bar, never a club. Yeah. For just out. Because you don't want to get day raped. Right. <laughs> I always take shooters in my pocket. Yeah. And I'll I'll order a drink because I'm not trying to look like that dick bag. Yeah. And I'll order uh, Coca-Cola back mm-hmm. or cranberry back, whatever. Usually half and half tea because I'm not on my period. But then I'll just go to the restroom and have my one dollar. Yeah. Not going poor. Yeah. At the because there you do a lot of college girls do. <laughs> I just know there's no shame in there's it. Just, there's just to me it's the most outlandishly stupid thing to go out to get super wasted and pay club prices well, that's bar because prices. Because our society is, is spent. As for eons, it said that it's, it's there's shame in getting drunk at home alone. Well, that's shame on them because <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I, I have told I, I look, 
I have my AC. My fan's blowing. Which I think it went off in here. It probably did. It's a little warm. Mm-hmm. Got my AC blowing. I have my television on. Mm-hmm. Or I have whatever I want to do. I could... I, I, games. Yeah. I don't know. I don't play games. You can, when I... you can, you can beat <laughs> off on a whim. <laughs> on a whim. But the other thing I always found, this is such a fat kid thing. and You might relate. But like... When I when there was a time when I'd be out at the clubs, I'd go to Athens or never downtown Atlanta. Sometimes Old Fourth, just some of those raggedy ass bars. I've been to bars, Cabbage Town. Never to a club, but but maybe, maybe MJQ once or twice. Yeah, dance club um, for hipsters. But what I was saying was, I've done all that, but um, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> You're talking about liquor and. How ridiculous it is to pay for it? Yeah, but was, when, even when I did that was where I was going. I think I. I mean, I, I, Charles Grodin is a lot for me. <laughs> I understand the impulse. Kristen and I, when we saw Pete Davidson, um, I came home with six little Casamigo minis. Mm. I was like, "Let's take these. We'll, you know, we'll get our parking spot. We'll do two. We'll put the other two in your little purse. And we're like, why, why pay?" What's most likely going to be somewhere between nine and sixteen dollars a cocktail, <laughs> when and and the options are going to be uh, absolute vodka, Johnny Walker Red, and fucking fill in the blank rum. There, and if there is tequila, it'll be Patron. They're going to have four liquors we would <laughs> never buy, and the beer options are going to be Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, and if you want to know about our craft beer menu, we we have Sweetwater Four Twenty. <laughs> Like, like we know, like we're going to a con- we're going to a venue. There's not going to be good liquor and beer options, so you know why bother? Yeah, and that's what we did. We did two Casamigos uh, in the car, back to back, on an empty stomach, no less. So, like by the time I shut the door, I was like, "Holy fuck, I'm gonna need some French fries." <laughs> this is hitting hard. And then when we got there, I like I, I you know my want for beer got the best of me, and they had PBR Tall Boys for like four bucks. I was like, yeah, give me one of those. I like that place we went and saw Dave Dave Stone because that was like a moderately priced relapse. Relapse, yeah. Relapse theater. I was thinking about this. I paid like four dollars for a well vodka with with cranberry juice. It's a comedy dive bar, yeah. Essentially, I was thinking about this. There, relapse is a good example. Star Bar on Mondays does an open mic night to promote this podcast within the city of Atlanta. We, even though it would mean more time and commitment, right? We should start going to those places just to just to become a regular within the Atlanta comedy scene. What would that mean? Just if re, like say for example, Relapse has an open mic every Sunday at from you know six to midnight. We should be there every Sunday, just showing face and and mingling. And maybe we're going to have the confidence one day to get up there and say some shit. Yeah. But just as a means of saying, like, hey, we're kind of comedians. We do a comedy podcast. We've got almost 60 under our belt. We've got fans in Australia, so we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> and he's got some nice boots. <laughs> but we, I don't know, like, we... Just showing up and mingling? Our fandom's not growing on the internet just by way of asking people to share, so maybe we need to do some local legwork and get mm. involved in the local comedy scene. I would do it. Because there's a big one in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I know for a while. Oh um, God, we hired this this girl at work, and this she. I said, you know, self-proclaimed what, comedian. Yeah, well, she was like, I was like, you know, what do you do? And she, said, well, I've been a comedian now for six years. And I was like, really? 
But I was like looking around at our office and I was like, it's not going well. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, but I was like, I, I know that for comedians, 99.8% never. Yeah. It's like anything else. It's like if yeah. you look at a, a, someone like now, like a Kevin Hart, he he's like the Tom Brady yeah. of, of his profession. Like, he's not th- that funny to me personally, but yeah. he's at the tippy top. The comparison of his I remember always hearing was like inner city youth all want to be professional basketball players. Right. The percentage that will actually get there is so small. It's less than 1%. Yeah. It's so less it's like, than one half of 1%. That doesn't mean there aren't good kids in, you know, poor neighborhoods that can really play ball, but they'll never get there because of the odds and the sheer number of it all. Yeah. But I know that the Star Bar on Mondays for a long time had a really thriving open mic night. Our neighbor in the apartment actually went and did it all the time. We used to see a set list lying on the ground you outside. Know, you know what we should do is, I'm not saying we're like the Comet stylings of Abbott and Costello over here. And I don't, I don't, I think the days are gone of, of like a two-man show. I don't That's even, the guy on first base. <laughs> I'm saying seriously, it might have been like 1940s when the two-man act that wasn't like one of your carnival barking well, shows. Well, I, I did a two-man with Josh. But but that's that different. Was, that's a different show. And he and I actually used to talk about going to modern open mic nights mm. and doing five minutes of 1920s buffoonery. Like we'll go up and close. We won't explain it. We're not going to grab the mic and say, "And now we will perform." Like we will just go up and it's 1918 and we're doing this thing. <laughs> And people just have to get on board for the next five minutes. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> but like the idea is like, we'll get up there and we'll sell the home tattoo removal kit. And there was this whole bit that we had that involved uh, tubing with fake blood and a cheese grater. And I'm removing tattoos from his arms and blood is shooting out into the crowd. It was just sort of Gallagher-esque in that way. Um, we had the uh, bottomless, Miss Minnie's bottomless wiener hole where I'd actually... <laughs> put a cartoon vagina on a box that our assistant Corey held between her legs and people from the crowd had to throw uh, mini wieners into the hole and and to differentiate between player A and player B we when they came up we had player A hold all of his hot dogs and we circumcised them with scissors so his were cut and B's were uncut now go and like you know Corey for the most part she's getting beaten with hot dogs because n- none of them are getting in we used to do dumb shit like that all the time, and it was like people came for the sideshow to watch Chris swallow swords and do gnarly shit, but they got to laugh for like a solid half hour with all the stupid shit we came up with, like bottomless wiener hole and the boner bit that we used to do where I would go behind the stage and put a dildo into my underwear so I had a boner because I... So that's the whole... You find yourself pushing a bit of rope at the end of the night? Try Rose Brothers Tiger Bomb. <laughs> And then I was a plant in the crowd, even though they had seen me 10 minutes before. <laughs> you know. Dr. Pokenheimer's boner <laughs> juice. I forget what it was called. Oh, it was, it was uh, the Rose Brothers Silver Tongue Snake Oil. <laughs> we got a special deal for tonight. It's one for two or two for five. I just think we we have <laughs> the only two man team you see, like I can remember, is that fucking brothers. The Sklar brothers. Yeah, yeah. And their routine. Ben and Teller. We're not. They're, they're magicians. I was going to say, we can't do she magic. I have the ponytail, but I don't want to be quiet either. Of course, that's Penn's role. Teller's the quiet one, right? right? But I think we have, like, enough material. That's where the work would come. We'll get up there and do our Sultan of Brunei bit. That, I was thinking the one that I think I would love the most would be uh, Kills Mini Bear. (laughs) Because then you can do the play. I'll do that. And you come over the top with the... And then I and then I make like oh god damn it 
<laughs> Every week with this fucking bitch. <laughs> Why does he always have to come in over me? <laughs> this fucking guy. He kills all the bears. He gets all the puss. Now he's jumping over he's my always song. He's coming back with like 12 pelts. <laughs> when, you Did know. you see him last week? He had 16 scalps. <laughs> I'm over here. Like fucking picking berries and shit. I can't even tell if they're poisonous or not. <laughs> fucking Ricky over there has the village taster has to test them. Ricky the Indian. <laughs> we got kills mini bear, hair and wind. Ricky. <laughs> Who is that? That's Ricky. He we got, he, he tests the, the, he tests whatever we forage for to make sure it's not poisonous. <laughs> His name is actually, his full name is, we think he's special, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his mother was white. <laughs> we don't talk about it. She was anti-vax, and it's been tough. You look over, and it's like, is he, he's like a mix of feral and autistic. <laughs> <laughs> Just noshing on Barry. <laughs> these berries, these berries good. <laughs> these berries... He's about as good if you want to shit. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, got like, berries. he's got little he's piles. He's built up a tolerance. He's got little piles and everything. <laughs> so all of these are safe to eat. This pile, however, right here, though, will make you diarrhea. This pile here will actually stop the diarrhea. <laughs> this pile here, regular old regular. This pile here, this pile will kill you, and I only know that because the dog ate some before I got to. Don't eat those. I don't even know why I made a pile. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, still, still, still just one of my favorite and that's a that's a bit well that that bit comes out of a stand-up comedy idea i had back when i was 20 years old of have you ever noticed in old west movies whenever the indians are chanting around a fire there's always that one guy, one guy. Who's really getting after it. <laughs> And I did, I, this was a bit I thought of, and I tested on my friends, Mike and Sarah, and they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, just do me a favor. Yeah. And you could do this with an audience. You could get the uh, I've already room. done it. You, I sent you the video. Yeah. Because they, when they, I, like much of our routine, <laughs> they always say like, well, how was the pod tonight? And I'm like, yeah. I just can't explain this. Yeah. And they're like, well, try it. And I was like, well, we had this thing with like, <laughs> there was one particular Indian that's very popular because he, he called him Kills Mini Bear because he kills all the meat, gets all the women, and all the other Indians... They kind of despise him, but they, you know, he does bring the meat, but they like, fuck this guy. <laughs> and then we did it. And then there's the one guy, you know, told me all yeah. your story. Then there's the one guy that, you know, always chants highest every every Friday night at the whatever. Mm -hmm. And so then we I told him and so I sent you the video, we said, hey, uh, 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 hey. <laughs> Damn it. Can you imagine getting a room full of of comedy club like attendees like listen put your put your social justice warrior impulses on the back burner for a second and just everyone collectively give me a you just got a room full of like 90 people making that noise and then you just go there's always that one guy there's always that one guy this was my turn damn it it's my turn to go falsetto and fucking falls kills many bear just, just does it He gets all oh. the shaved ladies. <laughs> That'd be actually the po most positive thing. I mean, this is probably sounding so bad. Oh, the hairlessness of no, the I don't American. know. I doubt they were ha like hairless. Right. But, you know, they don't have a lot of it. Right. So, right, that's you a like, thing. You like scorched earth. No. No. 
Let's not go. Let's not. Well, fuck it. It doesn't You've matter. You've said it before. Yeah, I, you like scorched earth. I don't like, like. I don't like scorched earth. I but I, I don't like, wild either. Right. So, I'm I'm picturing you're like a like a clean triangle, and that's it. No, I've never had a clean triangle. Because oh. that seems like that's a lot of work for the other person to. I suppose, but like to you're, get you're such standard, matched edges. Standard like porn trimmings. If there's anything at all, it's just a little bit on the mons. Well, let's be we'll honest. Say. If, if it, in the porno game, you, you don't have any. It's either all gone mm. or too much. I no, mean, there's some in between. I've seen some. I mean, but I'm just the in between is so minute. There's yeah. your uh, check out my shirt with. Skulls and roses. You like my dangly cross <laughs> earring? Here's, here's what's sad about that. I wanted one of those. I'm sure. I was that yeah, kid. I watched Lost Boys, and I was like, I'm going to need one of these earrings. I, I actually, I did. I, I watched Lost Boys, but I saw it with Barry Bonds, the old baseball player, pre-steroids, when his head exploded. But he used to have one of these cross chains on his right ear. And I remember mentioning it to my dad, and, or my mom. She was like, oh, ask your dad. You know, I asked my dad, and he's like, shut, no. <laughs> Fuck, no. Like, what are you stupid? Steven Tyler lick mom's face. <laughs> I just want an earring. <laughs> exactly. Um, Mom said, yeah, if you're cool with it. <laughs> Fuck, you're the cool one. <laughs> Sorry, sir, for saying fuck. <laughs> I've heard it from mom. Mom, um, mom said it last week. I've never heard it before. But we got tons of shit. You got the, the supermarket cheat scandal. Oh, I know. I've, got, I've, I've, I've said Not to mention, I mean, Mick Schmare <laughs> is a fucking gold mine. I said 20 episodes ago. Rusty Balloon Knot even had a great line about when he said Mick Schmare definitely came out to a Creed song. <laughs> I want to say it was 20 plus episodes. Hey, Rusty episodes. Blue Nut. Yeah, it was 20 plus episodes ago that I said, if we went through, like, if we just put the pod on hiatus, because this would take some time. Oh, yeah. And went back to episode one and co-listened with notepads and just started taking notes of best best comedic points, things mm. that could be converted into stand-up. We could co-write. God, we'd have to sift through a lot mountains. It's a lot. We would have to shit, shit through Goldblum size mountains Hun- of shit. Probably hundreds of hours, like mm. over, definitely over a hundred, maybe even pushing two. Because you figure. It'd be a fun project though, because you start hearing things that you didn't realize how funny they were or could be. Right, and I mean, fuck the the hi- hypothetical. Why would you choose flight? <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me you fall asleep, you die? Oh. I didn't think that through. I, but again, I yeah. might not change my answer. I know, I know. My, my point is we could craft, we could craft our, like, we could sit down and we could craft two hours of stand-up and you could have one and I could have Here's one. Here's the crazy thing. So I'm flying, right? Oh, gift to fly. I'd still have to have GPS. <laughs> Follow the major interstate. <laughs> Turn right. Oh, oh yeah, because that's the whole, that's the I don't, whole bit. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a bird. I don't have a sense of direction. <laughs> Sorry about the breath. <laughs> I had a few drinks before we took off. Oh, I had Arby's too. Forgive me. Oh, jeez. Oh, am I drooling in your face? I sure am now. It's, it's, we it's, need to revisit that because I was always because people flight, give me shit for that. He flies low, like right over the highway, <laughs> and we're not even going fast. 
<laughs> that's what I want to know. That did we the... ever? Did we ever finalize what speed no. I was going to be flying at? Yeah, I, I remember saying that you would fly at the average speed of a white adult male, which is probably not very fast. That's not. That's not an established number. But I know, but we established that you don't have a superpower. You just have the ability to fly. So I think we said that like, is a superpower. I think, I think we said like 30, 40 miles per hour tops. Like you're not going faster than a speeding bullet. You're not Superman. You can just fly. Just figure, like, in that scenario, because <laughs> I remember you laughing should be like at how long it would take to get Right, here. I would die just off the coast <laughs> of like Nova Scotia. <laughs> well, I think in that one, I had said, give me 100 miles an hour, and you were like, okay. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I can do that. I can just fly to Paris. And I was and like, wait, wait. Yeah, no, that would take me, like, 36 hours. <laughs> I definitely have to find a ship. To land on some Russian vessel in the middle of the North oh, Atlantic. There's an oil tanker down there. I'm going to go sleep on one of those boxcars. <laughs> this is a better movie idea. The guy who can fly, but it's nothing all that impressive. Yeah, because it's not that much of a superpower. He just has the ability to go 55 to 100 miles an hour. And it, it doesn't help to put his arms <laughs> So his instinct was to put his arms out. But now you just have a guy being lazy, dangling his arms. You just have a guy like, on his back with his arms folded, and he's got Instagram on his phone. <laughs> and you see him starting to doze off, and he starts to get towards the ocean, and he wakes up, and kind of rolls over, and then he drops his phone, and he's fumbling to catch it like soap in the shower. <laughs> Like, oh fuck! I guess I gotta take a nap or something. <laughs> He's got, I would always carry it. See, this is ideas on everything. I'd have an emergency chute. Yeah. When you feel like you're you you know you're about to pass out and falling and. You'd have to have a little duffel bag with some snacks and salt. You know, some sweet. I'd, I'd be I'd be prepared. I'd be prepared. You get like some. But some, I'm not changing my answer. You get some bungee cords and dangle a cooler off of your body so you can grab a cold Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one though. That was a fun one. Yeah, my point being, if we went back through everything from one to now, we could craft some serious stand-up, probably, and then go test it out in an open mic setting, and then become regulars and and locals within that open mic community, and then, assuming the you know we become well liked, then we say, hey, we have a podcast, and maybe even by way of that, we get some studio guests where we could have. Local Atlanta comedian, blah, 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 come in and do, you know, do 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Or whatever they want. Exactly. But I was just thinking the other day, like, we need to continue to try and grow the show. And asking people to like and share is not really doing it. No, I think one of the things we should do, and this is back to that not funny comedian that worked for us and then left and badmouthed all of us, which was just, I, I didn't even know, know her. <laughs> It but, wasn't a good joke, Beth. I, 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 the, the guy that fired her sent me some videos she shared like two days later. And she, she was making these videos kind of so fucking stupid. It was like how, how people shoot videos now from like different angles and they cut and then they kind of back at a different angle. Mm-hmm. And she was like, did you just get fired? Got nothing to do? And she's making these awful fucking jokes. Mm about getting fired and trying to find a job. And I was like, this isn't going to work. But the fact that she was putting it, her thing, her stick was getting it on social media, right. Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever else. So I was like, I always thought one of your good ideas that we had talked about doing was those shorts. Mm-hmm. And my favorite has always been the two guys that are just movers, yeah. but well, the housewife that is concerned and has to clean the house before they get there. Yeah, it's well, no, it's blue collar workers. It could be HVAC repairmen, it could be plumbers, it could be 
But typically when pairs of two come, it's usually movers. Not always. It could be HVAC guys. There's always usually a pair of two. Well, that's your line of work. The point being, like, women, my wife included, all women are like, oh, the house is such a wreck. I'm so embarrassed. And in reality, like, those guys don't give a shit. (laughs) But I love the idea of doing a short where you have two guys who are, like, hyper-judgmental, but they save it till they're back in the van. Yeah. Like, Did you see that shag carpeting? (laughs) Plantation windows. It's called pledge and a and a rag. <laughs> Dust. How gross can you be? They have a yeti living in there. Did you see the dog? The dog here. I just love the idea of two, not in like a sassy gay way, two just like good old boy blue collar workers just ripping apart uncleanliness and bad decor the way all housewives think they will because they didn't properly clean. What was the one I said up. I liked? Plantation shutters. It's probably time to put down that two thousand edition of uh, Southern Living, sweetheart. <laughs> Ever hear of updating your lighting fixtures? It's called track lighting, sweetheart. <laughs> put down the lamps. What with the stainless bridge? What is it? Nineteen ninety eight. But it'd have to be like we would actually actually Big fan of the roosters in the kitchen. What I like would be like, you know, you don't want to make it appear as if it's, like you said, two gay dudes. Right. So you'd have to make it like, did you see that? <laughs> hey, did you see the red and white checkerboard with the roosters <laughs> all over the kitchen? What the fuck? Is it 1992 in here? I don't know, but she had about 19 pig ceramics sitting on the kitchen table. <laughs> all different colors. Someone needs to buy that woman a vacuum. <laughs> Good God. Get the swifter net jet. <laughs> did you see the amount of dog shit in that backyard? <laughs> you ain't ever heard of a shovel? <laughs> It ain't free fertilizer, sweetheart. It's a biohazard. By the way, feed your damn dog. It looks skinny as hell. <laughs> I don't know what he's shitting. I have fucking 19 cats in there. I sneezed out part of my brain. <laughs> but just two people, like, and they, they would come in and, you know, I'm so sorry. The house is just a mess. Even though they just spent like four hours cleaning it. You know, no no problem, man. No pro- you ain't, don't worry about it. You, sh- you should see my place. It's a, it's a doll burn mess. My place, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I do home renovations, and my home's not been renovated in 20 goddamn years. Don't worry about it. Then cut to shut the van door. Good God, woman. One of us lights a cigarette, too. (laughs) Do you happen to see that in there? I was hoping you was going to say something. God damn. I haven't seen shag carpet since I went to Graceland. It's called a vacuum, sweetheart. You plug it in, you turn it on, it sucks the shit off the floor. Did you see the amount of dirty pots and pans in the kitchen? That dishwasher's brand fucking new. I know the guy who installed it. <laughs> it was my recommendation. You can smell the vodka on her breath. <laughs> it's 1030. <laughs> like it's it's time for white wine, apparently. Got time for wine, no time for clean. Oh, they had a VCR player in there. <laughs> that actually made me kind of jealous, because I still hang on to all my old VHS tapes and the swift oh, me hope. Too. Me too. I've got Kelly's Heroes on VHS. <laughs> Love Which reminds me, I saw a story uh, on Inside Edition. I didn't know that story, that show was still around. Nor did I. But, and I, this is why they're still around, because to give them full credit, they've totally adapted it. They're not doing news stories. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they think could go viral right. stories. And it's it's not like, it's not like World Star Hip Hop where it's fights on a subway train. It's like nit, nit, nitwit shit. Right, mm-hmm. so some fat, sad little man was shopping at a at a Goodwill, and or somewhere like that, some kind of like 
swap meets, as they call them in California. And he finds a VHS tape that just says, uh, a surprise on the side. Just a surprise. And, <laughs> of course, this sad little man, I think what he was thinking was like, is this like someone's homemade sex tape? <laughs> you know, that he, could, yeah. he was beady, he was fat, he was wearing yeah. a hockey jersey. The signals were all there that, <laughs> that he's definitely going to get caught up in it's a... homemade porn. He's going to get caught up in a child porn case. I feel like 94% <laughs> about it. And... So he's like, of course, I, my interest was peaked, and so I bought it. And now you got the inside edition. So tell us, so what happened when you put it in the DVD? I love this guy's tie. DVD, what happened? What was? Yeah, so and I live streamed it. I was like, that's dangerous, because what if that was child porn? And now you're the guy fucking live streaming, pl- pumping in a VHS yeah. tape. But he pumps it in, and he's he's watching this on like a 1980s, remember those mini TVs? Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's got, there's a body in the basement. This or is what two. this is like what Alan could become if we don't keep him listening to this podcast. <laughs> but there's look at this little TV and uh pops it in and it comes on and it's like a scratchy bedroom scene and you think like oh fuck is this really what I was just kidding. Yeah. And then he just clicks over and it's uh Rick Astley. It, he got Rick rolled. The whole tape <laughs> never going to give you up. Never going to let That's you awesome. down. That was like the whole tape. Someone someone took the time to record a Rick Astley video onto VHS tape, write a surprise, and then take it to a Goodwill. I, uh, I'm That's the kind you, of shit we should do anyway. I'm glad you brought up Alan, because Uh-oh. there was a portion of the phone Welcome call. Welcome to portion two of shit on Charleston. There was a portion of the phone call that I wasn't privy to because I was um, receiving the McDonald's delivery. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, it's probably best that I wasn't here for it because his defense of, his initial defense of Charleston was the birthplace of the secession. Like, that's what we're proud of? <laughs> well, birthplace of secession and states' rights. Like, that's that's your big selling point? <laughs> <laughs> we just got through making fun of the fact that slaves were bought and sold on Market Street, and your defense of the town is birthplace of secession? <laughs> secession from what? The Union? Why? Because of slavery? <laughs> Like, poor, poor. I forgot that. I remember him distinctly saying it. But I, I don't, maybe he didn't mean it like it's a highlight, just more of like a, a thing that happened there. Well, uh, let's could, see. Um, let, me, let me start off by birthplace of secession. We got that. Um, which you could argue is kind of where we get states' rights. And, uh, you know, Folly Beach isn't great, but it's water. That was the gist of his argument. It's not gross man-made pond water like in Georgia. Yeah. Our body of water is natural and gross. Yeah. Well, no, we don't have a natural lake in Georgia. No, I was being him in that Oh, I tried to get topical and you were on La La Land. (laughs) I always get him confused. Listen, Folly Beach is not, uh, it's not, it's it's naturally gross. Quick thing, during this burger eating scene at the local town fair that Charles Grodin and Beethoven are definitely going to win. Oh, yeah. The the guy that, the, 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 Champion from previous years. I want to see if you recognize who, what he's in. Are there other dogs competing? Yeah, there's a German Shepherd okay. on the other end of the table. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Not that one. I know. You're talking about the big bald guy. He's not bald. That guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. I, I recognize him. I couldn't tell you from where. Dances with Wolves. He was this colonel that sends John Dunbar out and then says, he's like, you're, you're on your journey. Now I go on my journey. And blows his head up. Oh, yeah, I remember or He's that. the guy... Is it, uh, Colonel, I have pissed my pants. 
and I don't care who knows about it. <laughs> he lost his mind. But I yeah. love seeing him in other films. I don't know. He got much fatter for this one. He did. Well, he had to, he's doing a burger eating contest. Speaking of which, I got to lose some weight, man. Aren't you going to the gym? I I I, I do, but I my I've had some bad habits. I'm not eating particularly well lately. No, just I don't blame mayo. the show. <laughs> you just added mayo to a chicken sandwich. I didn't, I didn't use but half the packet. And it's a grilled chicken sandwich. So. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Thanks for taking it there, though. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> well, you got you made it a point to say I'm going to add well, I've never mayo done to it. this otherwise I've, I've, healthy here's sandwich. Here's the thing. I've, I've, never, I've seen people at Chick-fil-A put the mayo on it. And I'm like, you know, on any other sandwich, ham, turkey, yeah. roast beef, I use mayo. I mean, I, I make mayo with, I don't make mayo, but. Tuna salad mayo, salmon salad mayo. I like mayonnaise. I will do Ranch that. is predominantly mayonnaise, unless yeah. you're one of these stupid people that use sour like Greek cream. yogurt or sour cream. Yeah, like Taco I'll, Mac. I'll blend it. I'll use, if I'm trying to say like, I don't want my ranch dressing to immediately imbibe me with guilt, mm-hmm. then I'll do like half mayonnaise, half Greek yogurt. Because Greek yogurt is close enough. Or a little bit of sour cream if I have it. But I rarely have sour cream. I just go milk and mayo. Again, that's what I would normally do, but that's like not the. If I'm feeling that I don't want to hate my ranch dressing, yeah. I can doctor it with with sour cream. I mean, or at the end of the day, we're mixing these things with a packet of sodium. Like we're not, you're not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's a good point. Who the fuck knows what's in that shit? Here, this is this is powder. <laughs> what kind of powder? Well, it's got. Some thickeners. Oh, by the way, that was my favorite part of the founder. Other kinds of chemicals. That great day, we had so many good conversations yeah. when I was sick at home, <laughs> shitting my brains out. But in the interim, I was watching the all, all the movies that we had talked about. I watched The Highwayman. Yeah. Found it to be a very good film. I agree with you that it was it's long good. and slow, it's but slow. it's not. But here's the thing about movies that on Netflix like that. Fine. Yeah. I didn't pay you for it. And you wanted to tell a long story that was detail heavy. I was, had a lot of character building. I was fine with the movie. I was just sort of secretly hoping for a smidgen more of Bonnie and Clyde. No, see, I like that because what that was, you could tell that that was a choice. It was like they you, made a you conscious could tell decision. It was an overt choice to to not because the problem you would have then is it would it would be like what was that movie Johnny Depp did with uh, when he played Public Dylan? Enemies. Yeah, I didn't like that movie because I love that movie. it's okay. I, I shouldn't say I didn't like it, but I expected so much more from it. Yeah. But the thing about that movie, it's all about highlighting the criminal. That's what we've already done. People know the whole well, story. There's no story. Well, they about- highlighted Dillinger. The cool thing about that movie was they sort of low-lighted Pretty Boy Floyd and Babyface. Not like they were... You had these other equally notorious no, I, characters I know, that had snippets they, in the they, movie. In that movie, they turned it on its head. Yeah. Right? So you already know about Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. So I, want, I don't care about knowing more about Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Especially if it's just meant to be screen time. Yeah. I like that you saw some of their most notorious murders and they never saw their face. I didn't know about the limp. Yeah. So, but they turn it on its head. This film is not about Bonnie and Clyde. You know that with the with the trailer. Yeah. It's about, you got two, a thousand people, law enforcement officers, looking for these nitwits, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And... They're not successful, so what do we do? We contact an organization, old veterans, broken down, full of vet- bullets, veterans from the Texas Rangers, yeah. who get no respect. Yeah, they've been disbarred, and they go taken off, and with little to no help, over a year, they do it. Yeah, with Louisiana officers, which makes me extra happy that it turns out that they told that story right about mm-hmm. how Hamer tried to get 
them to turn to see if they were corrupt by offering them money. Almost right. got is that it's just the perfect ending to yeah. that story that you got these Louisiana, we don't take bribes, huh? <laughs> and you got these Texas Rangers are the ones, not the FBI, not not the county mounties in Texas or Oklahoma, just some old busted down Rangers. But that that's just the point. Ball, sugar. <laughs> you can drink. You can take your beer anywhere. Back to my house if you I, want. I, hey, watch your mouth, bud. <laughs> I know that it was historically accurate, but the well, I don't know how. The, well, I was gonna say the death scene at the end was so underwhelming. Why? Just, what did you want to see? That's exactly how that I went. I know that's exactly how it went. That's what I'm saying. Like I know that's exactly how it went. It's an underwhelming end to that to the build because we talked about this before with Open Range. That's a movie that is a slow burn and slow build with a 20 minutes at the end that it's a holy fuck 20 minutes. I'm just saying maybe take a few liberties with the history of it all. I, I can not disagree and, more. And build to something slightly like, oh, cool. No, I, I agree. Look, if you want that, it's out there. It's always going to be out there. There's going to People will take liberties. Of the, they'll make those films. You'll be happy. I mm. like that someone said, I want to make a three-hour movie. It was two hours and 40, I think. Mm. But... Or maybe not even that long. I think it was like 2.20 or 2.30. But they strictly wanted to tell this story. And they were willing for it to be what we call, we call some call slow. But I never lost interest. I wanted to know more about Frank Hamer. Yeah. And the other guy, Woody Harrelson, whose name I can't remember. I didn't lose interest either. And I thought they were interesting But characters. I just was saying, they didn't take any liberties with the scene because what at the end of the day... Are we really going to sensational? And that's what they gave. So they didn't take any liberties with the death scene because why? It's just a horrible way to, for two people to die, even though they deserved it yeah. outright. But the part I love that they showed was in Arcadia when they're pulling people, through town and people yeah. are pulling out Bonnie's hair and they're taking Clyde's pens yeah. and they're just rifling the bodies as they can touch them. They're celebrities, but that was how it was. And yeah. And the, and it's you, like when you meet women who are like, I've got a piece of Elvis's shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's framed over here. Yeah, I ripped let, it off his body. Let me body. ask you this. What, picture the Arcadia scene mm-hmm. when all those Cajuns are reaching into the car, pulling out bits of hair, whatever they could tear off the bodies of Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. What, what celebrity, if you were in a similar situation, would you honestly even consider being like, I think I'm going to go up there and pull something off that dead body. <laughs> There's none. None? There's none. If I was in that crowd, you would have seen me sort of off in the distance, probably in the shade, probably <laughs> finishing a cigarette and putting a dip in. <laughs> and and shaking... Now I've had my morning smoke. And shaking my head and just counting the hours till it's a reasonable time to start drinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's 19... What? Tor- what year was that? 1930? <laughs> 35, I think. 35? I think it starts Well, then the reasonable hour to drink was whenever you woke up. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're in the middle of a depression. Well, and it's Louisiana. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, it hasn't changed. Hence the shade and the cigarette with the dip. <laughs> Had there been a drive through daiquiri stand sorry. then. <laughs> sorry, Superfan Burke. <laughs> well, he doesn't live there now. I like Louisiana because I like Louisiana for all those reasons you just said. There's no pretense. Yeah. There's no... Um, <clears throat> The Louisiana I left was amazing. The Louisiana I spent time in was uh, like being trapped in someone's shower. Like the day we left, it was a cool 65. The humidity had broke. And I was like, holy shit, you telling me it feels like this sometimes in Louisiana? Because the rest of the time we were there, I may as well have just... 
before we left our hotel, I may as well have stepped in the shower, turned the water on, soaked my clothes, and then just walked out. <laughs> because that's what ultimately ends up happening within the first 20 minutes of being outside in New Orleans. <laughs> it's like, hey, that shirt you were wearing was dry 20 minutes ago. Yeah, not anymore. It's a mixture of sweat and just water that's floating in the air. <laughs> Can I get another $20 Miller Lite, please? Can anyone tell me where the fuck the cool bars are? If I hear one more Big and Rich cover song, I'm going to shoot myself. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Sorry, it's a little Michael Moore. Or no, Michael Moore. Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. Sorry. Let's uh, let's take a safe six for a moment. Safe six. We roll in. We hate. <laughs> the worst fucking song. I, well, they're all bad. I'm mad because I just went to the freezer with all your pop talk. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a cookies and cream because there's been like nine back there. And they're all gone. Well, Some, somebody just... ate all my my cream-based pops. Was it, uh, was it Mike? It must have been because nobody knew they were there. I even forgot. And then I opened the fridge not too long ago. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot I got all these chocolate sea salts and cookies and creams. And those are my go-tos outside of the banana pudding. All of the... All of the ones that would cla- qualify as like opaque, <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing like icy and fruit based are, are my go tos. And the last time I was in there, there was still like three or four cookies and creams in there, and I was pumped, and I was like, I'm gonna go grab one of those, and they're all gone. And it ain't, it ain't my dad because he's been on vacation, so Mike must have, Mike must have been snacking on them. He must have seen me eating one and gone, oh shit, I didn't know there was pops in the freezer, and now all that's left is chai iced tea which no thank you and strawberries and cream and something else well have you tried the strawberries and cream i haven't yeah it's <laughs> very good the other one's like raspberry lemonade or something you ever just feel like we're always going to be trapped in a in a pit of moneyless despair kind of yeah every day you think at some point you just the better part of it is just to say fuck it and just kind of own it here's the thing here's the thing like in an office space kind of way no not like a hypnotic like because that's like him saying i don't care about anything yeah it ends up working out for it him. does but that's the <clears throat> movies yeah so i was thinking the other day i was having a really hard conversation with someone who may or may not be a listener to this show. Mm-hmm. But I was telling him, her, um, maybe him. They. I was telling they, the, yeah. I was telling they <laughs> that we, our work is interesting. Mm-hmm. We deal in, in artisan foods and things that are expensive peanut butters that are $15 and I mean really typically popsicles that are $3 I mean come on right I mean because you do more than sell popsicles you sell all kinds I of sell we're, we have up to have tomato sauce yeah we're up to 30 30 brands we're bringing on like two or three every two weeks now we're talking to all kinds of different companies uh, but across the board but I, I was saying the there was a particular guy that there's a lot of people that want to work with us now and they come to us because they see the success and they know the story of a, a particular company that we sell right. I've already wrote you know where I work 
Uh, yeah, they want to they want to tie their lasso mm-hmm. onto that rising star. They do, and um, there the guy came and gave his pitch. Right, so he was supposed to come, and we were the when we were told what it was, we were like, it's sushi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, we specialize in frozen products or shelf stable products. Yeah. So what are we going to be doing with sushi? And it was told to us that we would be more, we would only be a broker. Mm. So there's a difference between a distributor and a broker. I know. I know. I'm just, for those who may not know, I know you're a very smart man. So, I, you know, that was what was told to us. Guy comes in and he's got this sushi, all these beautiful plates of really good looking sushi. And... He's like, I want you all to taste it, and, then we'll, and I'll tell you my story, yada, yada, yada. So we eat it. And he, he ruined the surprise by telling us halfway while we were eating, because we were like, this is really good. It really, I mean, no exaggeration, it was good. I love sushi. That's not coffee you're drinking. <laughs> Those are coffee crystals. <laughs> it was really, really good sushi. And he ruined his own surprise by telling us that... It, Ten minutes before that, it had been frozen. We weren't supposed to know that until we had finished. Mm. And this is like the—it's uh, so unique. They make their sushi, they f- they flash freeze it, mm. and so we're like, "Wow, this is going to be a frozen product that we would try to see." Anyways, what's funny about that is it's not uncommon for sushi because in order for fish to be sushi grade, it has to be flash frozen. And then stay frozen for a period of time to then become safe, technically safe to eat. No, later. no, you're right. But here's the thing: you're thinking of the fish. Mm-hmm. This is they're making rolls. Oh, they're freezing the whole thing. Right, and the the issue there is that with rice, you can't slow freeze it. It blasts yeah. Yeah, the rice. Flash, flash freeze it. Right. If you hit it at negative sixty, it maintains its stability, mm-hmm. its structure. Yeah. It's like freeze dry, and then almost. you just take the frozen product and you put it in a warm bath for ten to fifteen minutes, and because it's been negative whatever for how long, it yeah. doesn't make the sushi warm. It just brings it back to cool, slightly below refrigerated temperature. So, like if you bought it at a, at a actual sushi parlor, mm-hmm. parlor, I don't think that's right. Come <laughs> <on> down here <laughs> to our sushi parlor. We've got sashimi, nigiri. <laughs> You can get a tattoo while you're here. We got maki. <laughs> we got all the sushis. But he starts telling his story. Seaweed salad, baby octopus, miso soup. Yeah. Down he's, here. He's, he starts telling the story, and, and, and a key component at the end was like, he, he was like, I had been in the artisanal food business, and then boom, 09 hit, and the economy just dumped, and I lost everything because I was selling high-dollar food items that no one could afford. I've since bounced back, and I've sunk my fortune into flash-frozen sushi. Well, what was funny was he said he was sitting around doing a lot of different jobs and consulting, and his dad says, why don't you start another business? You're really good at it. It's what you love. And the guy starts telling the story. He's like, I'm not going to do that unless I can have a business like King of Pops. Mm. The dude could be blowing some serious smoke. If you give me ass. one second, I need to swallow all your collective loads. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> out, but it sparked it in my mind. So, well, I enjoyed my free sushi lunch, mm. and I thought this guy was an interesting pitch man. I kept flashing back to the story. There it was. I had a successful artisanal food business, and then 
everything shit the bed. Yeah. And no, I was like, you shouldn't lead out with that. Yeah. Because when you're pitching to an, to an artisanal, artisanal food, food distributor. Yeah. With Who's, a new Republican in the White House. <laughs> Who's, you know, we're, we're already seeing, like, oh, man, this is a fucking Trump trainer rolling. Yeah. But you know that it doesn't matter who's in office. Yeah. It really doesn't. Mm. Fucking Ted Cruz could have come in the office and, and the economy would probably still trend up. Yeah. A Democrat, Hillary could have won and the economy would still trend up. Uh, the entire state of Georgia would disagree with you, but... Don't care. I'm just saying, the economy was already trending up. Yeah. But these are ebbs and flows. We all know this. Yeah. And I know that there's no way to dodge a recession. So I was saying, we, I, I, my personal thing is, like, I got to maximize everything in this moment mm-hmm. because my job is the first to go. Yeah. When someone says, well, honey, we need food for the kids, um... We could do this fourteen dollar nut butter, <laughs> or Jif is a dollar ninety nine. And I know everybody likes ice cream. <laughs> I was thinking maybe instead of spending three dollars per popsicle, <laughs> we could get the gallon of Briars for a nickel. Ooh, they have those frozen. They're not even frozen yet. It's just that syrupy juice mm-hmm. that comes in the pack of seventy five <laughs> for a dollar nineteen cents. You know me, I love to put York peppermint patties in the freezer and just freeze those. <laughs> it doesn't have to be traditional ice cream. You can put M&M's in the freezer. Did you know you could put M&M's in the freezer? You can put anything in the freezer. All I'm saying is maybe we shouldn't be spending half our paychecks uh, on these artisanal Artis- goods. Yeah, right. No, that's why everybody I always knew in high school said, like, go into medicine. Or if you don't want to go to that, that extreme, a uh, good case was made to me, and I did it for a short time, go into HVAC. Even in the worst recession, in the deep south, people are still going to want air conditioning. In the and summer. they'll pay whatever they have and to pay. And they will pay out the ass for it even if they're broke because they don't want their house to be 89 degrees. Now, I didn't do that. I tried to retro-engineer some stupid video I saw on YouTube where I tried to hollow out a paint bucket, put dry ice in it, cover it with a fan. Right. It wasn't successful. Right. Still didn't call the HVAC guy and went the 1970s New York yeah. walk-up route and, and bought a fucking window <laughs> unit that I... Look, we eventually got the $15,000 Well, that's the green real button on the thing. story. You went from the 10K, you know, traditional HVAC to the green 15K pitch. And I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. I'm sure it's, it's not a very smart thing to do, but I'm loving it. But my point is... Leah, Leah has Leah up. has tried to throw away that window unit Mm-mm. at least ten times. Mm-mm. It's sitting downstairs in storage, yeah. doing nothing. And I said, "You will never, ever throw that away because we don't know. Yeah, we don't know that we might lose." I, I, I just bought two generators on Amazon, once for the apocalypse <laughs> so that we can have, you know, Netflix. The <laughs> other one is for the window unit. <laughs> Period. We will have air conditioning and DVDs <laughs> and a lot of fra- flash frozen sushi. <laughs> I mean, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you, know, man. You know, like, you know, I bring home a pop every now and then because we're allowed to. You better believe me when the flash frozen sushi becomes a thing that's good we're stockpiling that yeah i don't know if we'll do that i'm <laughs> glad no one in the actual company listens to this because it's probably trade secret shit i don't know but <laughs> i decided nda whatever the fuck that is yeah i mean 
I saw an NDA about not working for another popsicle company. It didn't say anything about flash frozen sushi. <laughs> I wonder if we could take my pizza roll up idea and produce them, freeze them, and sell them through your company. I tell you what, <laughs> you created. You saw the pictures. I mean, you never tasted it, but you saw the pictures I sent you, right? Yeah. I mean, Kristen said they there's were nothing good. artisanal about no, it. No, not at all. <laughs> But there's nothing artisanal about a great trip we, to keto, we, yet they sell like we, hotcakes. We, we could catfish my company, <laughs> and, and and you just say this is this is the finest pepperoni from the known to Hormel. From <laughs> you, know, you, gotta, you gotta add like a add like a uh, like a Spanish peninsula name for Hormel, like Hormignoli, <laughs> or something like Italian or yeah, Hormel Hormelatina. <laughs> I'm sorry, where'd you say it? Because you know, like the Spanish pigs, like, Iber- Iberian pigs, yeah. that's the one they're famous for. Yeah. So it's like, just make it Hormelia mm. or Hormelion, fried French pepperoni. This is uh, from the Boar's Head region of Italy. <laughs> 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 this is from the Genio region of Chicago. <laughs> This right here is part of the uh, Kroger special. <laughs> from the fine, harsh mountains of Krogeria. Uh, uh, this is from the private selection, no less. <laughs> this was actually aged an extra seven days on the truck. This, and then I want to turn your attention over here to this Genoa hard salami from <laughs> Publix. <laughs> And we also have some very interesting prosciuttos from Inglés. <laughs> Inglés. Now, what we've done is combined all these products. Not Flash frozen it. Yeah. I mean, all I did was create uh, basically a pizza on a on a flour tortilla and then roll and, and grill it. So it's like a burrito with pizza filling. And Kristen was like, she was skeptical. And then she ate a couple of them. She's like, it was really good. It was clean to eat like a taquito. It's like if we were like hungry at a food festival and somebody was selling these for two bucks, I'd buy a couple. <laughs> it's like, exactly. So it's the most simple thing that, that I haven't seen anybody do. And now that I know that your company only specializes in shelf staple and flash frozen, it's like, well, why not package these like frozen burritos, deep freeze them, and sell them to fucking buddies on, on North Avenue? Oh, man. They got a microwave. They do. Here, buy this, microwave it for a minute, and you're good to go. I like to buy the boiled peanuts from Buddies. I've never done that, but they smell good. They're really good. They have the Cajun and the regular. Mm-hmm. The Cajun, if you don't get there in time, they're all gone. I believe that. Buddies but is a good beer selection for a they gas do. station. They do. I have a... It's funny about Buddies. It's the KOP original spot, too. No. Well, it's the original cart stand. Right. But it's not the first... Uh, Wholesale account. But when we lived in the Highlands, and if we were, if the weather was decent enough to where we could tolerate the heat, we would walk from our place on Briarcliff to what used to be Cafe Two Four Six. I don't know what it is now. It was Cafe Del, Del Sol for a while, and then Two Four Six. It's right there next to all those little Highland row shops. We would eat there, and then we might walk to Buddy's back then to buy cigarettes. And then if we had cash, it's like let's get a fucking Mexican chocolate pop. Or honestly, my go-to is always banana. Pudding. pudding. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just brilliant. Yeah. A frozen banana pudding popsicle. It's awesome. But I, it's, what's funny about Buddies is that it's been my account now for many years, and the guy that runs it doesn't own it, 
and no need to put his name out there, but I think he's Indian. Could be Pakistani. What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but he's for years he's been an absolute fucking dick. <laughs> I mean, he's it's just like you go in there and you're like, come on, man, like, fuck. He'd be like, what do you have this new buddy? It's always buddy, which is funny. He's like, <laughs> it's buddies. <laughs> and I tell him like, we got this, this, and this, and he'd he'd be like, let's try it. He brings it in. If he didn't sell one unit in three days, I would no take back. Don't want it, buddy. Like, dude, it's been three days. You gotta give. Some. Also, the suggested real t- re- re- <laughs> retail price on this is six dollars. You've got it at ten. <laughs> no one's gonna buy a chocolate bar for ten dollars. <laughs> at six, you still make forty percent. Why are you trying to make ninety? You fucking asshole. Well, yeah, this is the same gas station. I remember being there once, and. This was when Tropicalia was still hard to come by mm-hmm. because of production. And the Creature Comforts guys took their Facebook page and sort of said, like, hey, everyone, our six-packs are $9.99. If you see them for anything more than that anywhere in Georgia, please tell us because gas stations, et cetera, are price gouging. gouging. Yeah. And within a day, I happened to be in the city. I went into Buddy's because I knew they sold Tropicalia. $14.99. And I walked up to the dude and I said, these are supposed to be $10. And I had my phone in my hand and said, this is the guy that makes it saying it's supposed <laughs> to be $10. How can you explain this? And he just kind of gave me some gas. Yeah, under bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not fucking buying it. And I'm going to tell him that you're doing this. And I did. I sent him a message like fucking buddies on North Avenue. They're gougers, man. But well, they, yeah, you know, it's because thing. they can. I, a lot of the times they just can. Well, and you can all, I mean, devil's advocate. Uh, buddies. Can, Please do subscribe. <laughs> Devil's advocate. You can chalk all that kind of shit up to a convenience fee. Well, hey, listen, you're at a gas station buying shit. You could go buy at Kroger for the price you want, but you're here. Mm-hmm. The convenience fee of not having to wait in line at Kroger is $5. Yeah. <laughs> it's convenience Now, fee. would you like a Zippo with titties on it? <laughs> How about a money order? Would you like a hookah? <laughs> could I interest you in some bad wine? They actually have... A good wine selection there, believe it or not. Would you like one of our many energy drinks? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to zip it with titties on it, how about one with an uh, army helmet? Kills, you... kills many bear would not approve. <laughs> kills many bear. Rick Schmear would n- or Mick Schmear would never shop at, at this establishment. Mick Schmear can't afford Atlanta. Mick, That's true. Mick, <laughs> he can't afford fucking Ackworth, let Mick, alone Atlanta. Mick Schmear's in Gwinnett County. <laughs> And he thinks he's doing good. Mick Schmear's like, I know there's an event at Phillips Arena, but I'm going to wait till it comes to Gwinnett. <laughs> right off Sugar. I'll go to Sugarloaf, but I'm not going all the way into the city. Mick Schmear's like, I know everybody's doing Bermuda grass. I'm going to stick with Fesco. <laughs> Mick Schmear! <laughs> hey, listen, I don't see what the big deal is. I like my stucco house. <laughs> Mick Schmear, no, no, no. Mick Schmear lives in one of those houses where the wood is at a diagonal. Oh, yeah. It's what they used to call modern homes back in, like, the late 80s. One, the wood goes at a diagonal cut. Yeah, with, and a, then, with uh, an octagon window. With a window shaped like an octagon at the top. And there's a boat that hasn't been in the water for 12 oh, yeah. years. It's like a, it, it used to be white, and now it's a, din- it's a dingy beige. Mick Schmear! My garage has carpet on the floor. Don't ask why. (laughs) 
There's a kid's tricycle that's got grass growing over it. That's the kid he's not paying any child support on. Oh, you guys want to come here and hang out? I got beanbag chairs for furniture. <laughs> you want to sleep over? There's a futon downstairs. Mick Schmear. Killer ham and cheese quesadilla in the toaster oven. <laughs> The thing is, is Mick Schmear's got great weed. <laughs> the only thing in his life. It's like, he's listen, a great I'm going to look past all the wood rot on your front porch <laughs> that I have to tiptoe around so I don't sink into it because you, you roll a great joint. And I'm going to come sit in your, your beanbag chair. Mick Schmear. And yeah, we'll watch more wrestling highlights. I love the part on where your tube when, television. When he gets his... $87 check for <laughs> wrestling on tax and taking chairs to the head for 45 minutes and it goes to the bank and like Mr. Smear uh, it's Schmear <laughs> are you sure? yeah there's I, an apostrophe I, at the I end I think I would know my own name <laughs> I don't think you do sir you smell like Mr. Boston's it's 9.30 in the morning sir how would you like this back? all singles <laughs> I'm going to head to Mardi Gras before I go home. (laughs) They got a great breakfast buffet. 87 singles, sir? Are you you going somewhere in particular? No, I just like to buy $1 bottle of Margaritaville. (laughs) And tonight, I'm going to need 87 of (laughs) them. I've got some uh, some dingy uh, patio furniture growing mold that I'm going to (laughs) go hang out in. rotted a long time ago. <laughs> so the hole is just going to become the place where I drop my cigarette butts. <laughs> the hole where the umbrella used to be. I just drop my cigarette butts in there. Mick Schmear! <laughs> Funny thing about that is, is the wood rot on the porch underneath is so bad that it's actually falling through. So the cigarette butts actually land in what used to be a pine island. It's just mud now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like when I'm the minute I thought about like, it, he's, he's got, got like the... five dogs. <laughs> One, two of them only have three legs. Every door has just scratch marks where the paint's been chewed away. <laughs> he's got an all plastic toilet. <laughs> no, no, no. Mick Schmear has a padded toilet, bro. <laughs> He definitely has a padded toilet. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, and he's he's still rocking like that toilet paper that's pink. <laughs> like, he's you, got he's got he's this? got the rack next to the commode with Reader's Digest in it. <laughs> <laughs> Mix. He's got the seashell soaps that are decorative. <laughs> the motif is Panama City for sure. Those are my my greatest days. My greatest days. You know, people people laughed when I picked the burgundy carpet, but I say it's timeless. <laughs> the entirety of his bedroom is mirrors, but he hasn't had sex with anyone in 28 years. This is a mix of, like, urine and <laughs> just B.O. and just what's probably black mold smell <laughs> in this house. <laughs> and I'm really thrown by the carpet in the garage. What is that? <laughs> You've got oil stains in carpet. <laughs> I've seen that once. That's why it's so funny to me. I was like, why? I've seen it once, too. I can fuck picture the house. is there carpet in this garage? I feel like there's like a 1980s Beetle in the garage, too. It hasn't run in years. <laughs> Jet ski. One of the originals. There's not a seat on it. You yeah. have to stand. Yeah. 
Oh god! Yeah. And it, but there's it's like open and there's tools laying next to it, but you can tell the tools are fucking oxidized and mm-hmm. haven't been used. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that one day. The last time I got a good paycheck was when I bought the the Dodge Ram out front. <laughs> it's a '95 model. Still runs good. Still runs good. <laughs> I can pull the boat. When's the last time you pulled the boat? Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, the problem is the, the tires on the on the boat hitch are flat. And I mean, doesn't look like a real hitch. It looks like something you built. I did. I did. Well, I built that plywood. That's the other problem. It's not very reliable to get up to Lanier. So. Now, this is a freshwater boat. This is not a saltwater boat. I used to pay a guy to use a slip up there, but he was ripping me off. So I just brought it back to the driveway. It's good for sitting in and drinking beer, which is what I'm about to go do. Anyways, thanks for the pizza. <laughs> the only time he gets conversation. Dude, well, you got another delivery. I told him I was a fan once, like 50 fucking deliveries ago. And now every time I go there, he's pushing weed and ham and cheese quesadillas in my face. I've got 78 signed photos from 1972 in here. His fucking dogs suck. <laughs> and he doesn't do anything to restrain them. It reminds me of a real story, though. There's a, a, a real-to-God news story <clears throat> about how Domino's saved a man's life. <laughs> you ready for this? Hold on. So there's a guy, very much a Mick Schmear type. Mm-hmm. Schmear, excuse me, Mick. Uh, but he ate at Domino's every day. The title of this episode is Mick Schmear Revisited. <laughs> <laughs> we went from his ring life to his home life. <laughs> we got a clear picture of his ring ring life. Now, the, uh, now the, we're seeing his The last home. time he ordered that Hawaiian, he tried to put me in the figure three. <laughs> and yes, his balls were dangling out of his pants. <laughs> No. The guy smells, man. <laughs> it's like ass and baby powder. It's not good. <laughs> He's got but, skin tags all over one of his arms. <laughs> it's not good. He's uh, got a mirror dining a, room. It's fucking weird. Yeah, one room is do- it's just totally donated to Japanese iconography. His home gym looks like it was built in the '60s. It's fucking sad, man. He tips me in $2 bills because he thinks it's cool. Uh, $2 bills. Uh. Anyways. He doesn't have a yard. It's just ivy. <laughs> just kudzu. And he says it's beautiful. <laughs> He's proud of it. You know, some people say this is an invasive species. I say, fuck it. Look how beautiful this shit is. The cats love it. <laughs> Plus, it hides all the dog shit, let's be honest. But uh, this guy was... was fucking wrestler. I'm buying, shuffling shit. He was buying every every day. I mean, I want you to think about it. We, we talk about our bad diets. Yeah, I talk about for lo- uh, breakfast and Chick-fil-A for dinner. Right. Or lunch, sorry. Yeah. We... This guy was eating Domino's every day. Yeah. Now, they in the article, they were quick to kind of defend the man. Because they were, every every employee knew his name, they knew him personally. They liked him. Apparently, he was a nice tipper, mm. and they cared for him. He wasn't a particularly old fellow. I think he was like in his late forties, early fifties. But it, and they were saying, when I say defend him, I'm saying it, he wasn't eating pizza every day. 
And you know how Domino's has tried to diversify. Yeah, they got sandwiches. Sandwiches, and chicken, chicken and flatbreads, all kinds which of... Which is just another word Another pizza. pizza, but they've tried to, like... They don't even say Domino's pizza anymore. It's Domino's. So they were like, some, some days he would order the chicken. Some days he would order the sandwiches. The next day he would order a small pizza. Like... He would try to mix it up, which to me it was just his way of saying, like, I really want that fucking pizza, but <laughs> if I do it every day. Fridays was his big day. He'd come in, he'd get an extra large Supreme, and everybody knew. Oh, no, no, no. He never came in. Uh, Apparently this guy was like, I think he might have had some kind of disability, not like retardation, but like some kind of disability. Mm-hmm. He, it was always delivery. So on some random Tuesday, they don't hear from him. I mean, you got to think about, like, for years, you mm-hmm. you know when you go to work. You know Mick Schmear's calling. You know Mick Schmear is calling. We'll call this guy Mick Schmear. Because this could be Mick. This is very much a Mick situation. I love picturing the manager at the Domino's like in Cherokee County, you know, next to like an abandoned gas station. Like, it's one o'clock. Is Mick Schmear calling? What do you mean he hasn't called? Noon every day. Well, did he email? Is he on the app? Do we get a fax? Is he on the app? Somebody tell me if he's on the app. Mick Schmear would not be using the app. app. Uh, Mick Schmear's still got a flip phone. All right, so he's not on the app. <laughs> so listen. Chances are if he's not on the app, he's also not emailing. So a random Tuesday, after years of doing this, Mick Schmear doesn't call. Yeah. And they start, so it's 2 o'clock, no Mick Schmear. 3 o'clock, no Mick Schmear. 4 o'clock, no Mick Schmear. And they get legitimately concerned. So they try, they have his number. Yeah. They try calling Mick Schmear. No answer. So they're like, oh, shit. Like, they know how irregular this is. And so they call the police. And the police, of course, are like, well, I mean, we understand that this asshole eats at your (laughs) establishment every day. And he's a pseudo-celebrity. I watched a few Schmear matches. Never really (laughs) took much of it, but... They, police say, you know, we can't do anything about it right the now. Whole, the whole ferret thing felt like a Jake the Snake ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't that cool. Mick Schmear ferret. He listen. Not only did he rip off Jake the Snake, he ripped off Beast. Mick Schmear saw the Beastmaster on opening night. Fucking well, good idea. <laughs> Different so I'm gonna get the white one. I'm gonna get a solid white uh, ferret. Gonna, albino ferret. I'm gonna get an albino ferret. I'm gonna let it bite Macho Man. <laughs> Don't have to worry about rabies, not poison, but still, it's something. Um, so they wait like a full day. Rich <laughs> Mary. Of course he does. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? He drinks tab. <laughs> Hot from a car. Oh, uh, no, that's Sean. No, Alan. Uh, no, Sean is the hot tab from a hot car. No, Alan was the one that knew about tab from hot car. <laughs> no, Sean's the one at the Mandingo oh, fight. Oh, right, right, right. At the Mandingo fight. Selling, selling tab, from tab car. from a hot car. Tab from a hot car. And Mick Schmear is at that Mandingo fight. <laughs> he just lost Ferret again. In, Ferret in hand. Ferret. <laughs> He's there for pointers. <laughs> Trying to learn how to fight. <laughs> Anyways, continue with your real story. Yeah. So, uh, the, you know, the police say, there's not much we can do about this right now. Doesn't sound like it's very suspicious. And they're like, no, sir, you don't understand. Like, he, he's eaten here, ordered from here, and we've had delivery every day for four years, five years almost. Mm-hmm. 
And like the, again, the police are like, we understand, but you got missing persons reports. We don't really, this is not a situation where we get a call from Domino's. Mm. It says, you know, we have a missing persons report. Well, what is it? Well, this guy, McSchmear, <laughs> orders from here every day. Yeah. So they wait a day. They call him back. We haven't heard from this guy. We tried calling his house. Nothing. So finally, they didn't just send a driver over. They there. did. Okay. Nothing. So the police, you know, respond. They go over there. Sure enough, McSchmear had had a seizure mm. upstairs and was alive, but didn't have the capacity to call anyone because mm. he was seizing and it might have been a stroke. I can't remember if it was a stroke or seizure, but. One tends to wonder if maybe it's from all the dominoes. <laughs> but nonetheless, dominoes saved this man's life, or actually killed it and then resaved it so they could continue to make their daily yeah. profit off McSchmear. Yeah. And I imagine the ferret wasn't there to help. He's probably old and decrepit at this point. Just a just a fucking just in his just lays in his arms <laughs> lifelessly. The ferret was licking his lips, hoping he died so he'd have something new to eat. Instead, Domino instead of baby carrots and Domino's pizza crust. <laughs> oh, Mixmer has ferrets. Mixmer. He comes out with two in hand. Kodo and Poto. <laughs> Nice marmots! I love it. Oh, God. Oh. He's still rocking the sunglasses that aren't actually sunglasses. They just have cuts in the plastic. Coco B stole Coco Did you see John Oliver, though? I didn't see John Oliver. And apologies if there's a weird gap there. We had a recording malfunction. This is this is why we need, we need a new setup. This is becoming more and more unreliable. Yeah. Well, quickly, he just covered WWE. I saw that... On my Facebook scroll, I didn't click on it, though. He really hammered it home. Took him to task. Yeah. And he just straight up, Vince, I mean, shit on Vince McMahon. That's what I I think, like, the whole time I'm watching it, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Rick Schmear, damn it, Mick Schmear is in his house right now, so tell him, John! Tell him, fuck, fuck McMahon! (laughs) Hey, that fucker owes me (laughs) $19,000 from 27 years ago! Against Hogan. I keep forgetting to mention that in my in my mind, Mick Schmear's wearing a very long knee brace. <laughs> the dude's constantly got an ace bandage on somewhere. Like he has to ice his knees when yeah. he gets out of bed. We're talking about the knee brace that goes from like high thigh to mid thigh. <laughs> like, it's just always on. And it's a dingy base Because he doesn't take it off to shower. Because he needs it to stand in the shower. So it's just always on. The smell coming from that thing is funky. (laughs) What I like about Mick Schmear, though, is he still has a bonus room with gorgeous white furniture. (laughs) Plastic covers. Yeah, nobody sits on it. It's for special occasions only. He hasn't had someone over Many, many years. No. There is a white stain on a wine stain, like on the armrest of the love seat, and there's no explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's what's great about Mick Schmear, though, is you can create such deep character. (laughs) And and the thing is, everything we've said is totally based on reality. Yeah. Well, he lives his life in shorts. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, every little detail we just... Told you about McSchmear is something yeah. I've the cigarette thing I've seen that yeah the the kudzu I had a woman tell me 
I know it's invasive, but isn't it beautiful? Like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of think it's okay. Yeah. But it's also killing everything in in the. It's yeah. an invasive species. It's yeah. not like yeah. no, we we've we've all been to someone's house with like really dingy patio furniture that needs to be thrown away. <laughs> It's got like, the little black specks on it, <laughs> with molds growing underneath, the, you know, the surface of it. We've all seen that. Yeah. We've all we've all been to a house with one too many dogs <laughs> and a boat. The, where the it has not been in water. Yeah, where the doors are really fucked up from dog scratches. <laughs> and then there's this like strangely pristine room because no one goes in there. <laughs> the Japanese room is a real thing. I, I had a very particular friend that it's like er, the motif was southern asshole redneck. And 80% of the house. Mm-hmm. And then you went into this big, like, guest room. And it was like, how many swords <laughs> does one buy on QVC <laughs> to hang on the wall? And, and like, why? Yeah. No, no, it does, this matches nothing. Yeah. You've got neon Marlboro signs less than 15 feet away. But in this room, mm-hmm. this like, I had this thought. This is where he goes to, like, relax in my Japanese room. <laughs> You know, he had one of those little fountains. There was what's the plants thing? Bonsai. Bonsai. Yeah. What are those things called that like women in the '30s used to change behind? It's like three panels. Yeah. Fold. Yeah. In my in my imagination, Mick Schmear doesn't he doesn't have blinds. He just has those in front of his windows. <laughs> I gotta be honest. That's too classy for Mick Schmear. That dude's. Well, just, no, he just he got these at Goodwill. because no. he's like, I don't. I my blinds are fucking broken, and I don't want to pay the blinds guy. Mick, the Mick Schmear long ago just took some blackout fucking old linens and just nailed no, them into he's, the fucking. He gets some ratty old Georgia Bulldog blankets that are just tacked up over the window. I don't want. Georgia Bulldogs be anything associated. Mitch Mare is in Georgia. <laughs> and he's not a tech fan. Let's be clear. Part of me has to think. He might live in Georgia, but Mitch Mare is a Bama man. <laughs> That's just my thought on it. Because he's, he's going to leech on to whatever's winning yeah. to try to remind him of the days that, one, he never had. Yeah. But in his mind, he was a winner at some point. Perhaps. Perhaps. But that's, uh, yeah, Mick Schmear revisited. <laughs> With that, let's go ahead and wrap this one. Sorry that we didn't really cover much of Beethoven 2. We covered enough of it. We didn't talk about politics other than just shitting on Donald Trump. We did a little bit. That's of not beginning. political at this point. No, it's not, because he's not a politician. He's a... Sorry, Banks. <laughs> he's a... BPH he's a, he's a hopeful a, dictator yeah. is what he is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, WFUCK! Bam! 97.5. That's a wrap here today at the Sultan of Brunei's 2019 Gay Stonings. <laughs> Don't forget that was brought to you in part by Chick-fil-A. Come for the chicken, stay for the crucifixion. And the U.S. Southern Region. We'd do it if we could. Also brought to you by Mike Pence. I can't convert them, so I'm going to kill them. All right, folks, we're going to take you on out now with uh, Nickelback. <laughs> Mick Schmear's favorite. Holla. Or Creed. <laughs> the one he came out to. Or we'll just go out on Mick Schmear's theme song. Mick Schmear! <laughs> or it's actually supposed to be Mick, Mick Schmear. No, it's not. It's not Mick Schmear. <laughs> I love picturing him, like, hosing his, his, what'd you call it? What's the, what's the Ivy called? Uh, you, you, what's Kudzu. It? I love picturing him standing in his driveway. Just watering kudzu. <laughs> hosing his kudzu with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Got his big brace on. Neighbor neighbor kids ride by the bike. Hey, Mick Smear! It's pronounced Smear! <laughs>
I love it. Never lets it go. You just never. It's pronounced smear, goddammit. <laughs> Fuck. Get out of here, you little twits. Jesus Christ, where's the Uber guy with my buffalo chicken? <laughs> Make Schmear ask buffalo chicken nuggets for lunch. <laughs> Boneless, motherfucker. <laughs> Boneless, and I want the taste. Extra dogs. ranch. I want the taste dogs. I want extra ranch. Get that celery and shit out of the box. I don't want that. Side of hot sauce. Is it? Side of hot sauce. Is this Mr. Schmear? Yeah, thank you for saying my name right. I'm gonna give you two $2 bills. <laughs> <laughs> Mix me!